Next on BYUSN, football timeout for just a moment. The Big 12 basketball conference schedules are out and live for both men's and women's basketball. We'll review the BYU men's schedule with Spencer Johnson and Nick Robinson. And then Amber Whiting and Kaylee Smiler visit Studio B to offer insight from the women's team. Plus, offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says the run game is still fixable, but what will it take for it to get back on track? And this week's Top 5 Tuesday features the best Friday night games in BYU football history. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, September 26th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a fan of the new pop culture power couple, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Welcome, Jerem Jordan. SportsCenter did a funny thing this morning. They were like, hey, we're going to talk about Swift and Kelsey, but they were talking about the Eagles with DeAndre Swift uh -huh, and uh -huh. uh, Jason Kelsey. That was funny. Uh, Cincinnati Bearcats at Go Bearcats. Hey, uh, Friday football game with Cincinnati and BYU. This uh, yesterday afternoon, Swifties, why limit yourself to concert tees when you sport a Travis Kelsey limited edition Go oh, Bearcats yeah. jersey? Yep. Fully support Taylor Swift's new boo. Be fearless. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping in on, uh, on the momentum of uh, them hanging out. So that's pretty funny. Will we see a Travis Kelsey jersey in Lavelle Edwards Stadium from somebody? On Friday night, I wouldn't doubt it. With how there could much be one. With how much movement this thing has, and how fast Amazon Prime shipping is, and whatever other shipping services you want to use are, yeah, someone could have this jersey and be totally but rocking like, it. No profile. BYU fans wearing this, so I wonder if a Cincinnati Bearcat yeah. fan will have a Travis Kelsey jersey in the house. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be great. Seize the opportunity to go and make a little bit of money off Everybody's of your out for a distinguished buck. alumni. Out for a, <laughs> a buck. <laughs> who was it? I'm, I think it was Walter Payton's son, Jarrett Payton, who took the video. Who, he just happened to be, like, filming in the Kansas State locker room right when Travis and Taylor walked by. And, oh, is that who it was? Yeah, I think it was, it was Walter Payton's son. I think I'm pretty sure. hanging out? Yeah, really, really funny. Hey, it, it's, it's a movement, man. It is an absolute movement right now. And we're moving into a rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. Time out for Big 12 basketball. I know, we're peak football season, but this is the first ever Big 12 slate for BYU men's and women's basketball. We knew the opponents. We didn't know the specific dates and the order of games. Now we do. And we begin with the BYU men's basketball schedule in their first go around of the Big 12. If you haven't heard, it's the toughest basketball conference in all the land. Well, on the planet. And it begins, uh, in this galaxy. <laughs> it begins with Cincinnati. Of all teams, right? Fitting, given our conversation. Get you, Travis Kelsey jersey's hot off the press. Since he is in Provo, an NIT team last year that lost to Utah Valley as they bowed out of the National Invitation <laughs> We both did that. Indeed. We share that in common. You took the words right out of my mouth. So Cincinnati and BYU open up things for the Cougars on January 6th. Then the first ever road Big 12 game at Baylor followed by a road contest at UCF, Cougars home to Iowa State, then at Texas Tech 
and here come the Houston Cougars to the Marriott Center on January 23rd. Remember when they were ranked number one for a long time last year? They were one seed. Yeah, I remember that too. Uh, it's followed by, you know, ho-hum Texas, mm -hmm. two seed in the NCAA tournament mm -hmm. on January 27th. You want me to call the seeds as we go here? This is unbelievable. Yeah, nine seed West okay. Virginia. Okay, so Baylor was the three. <laughs> Iowa State was the six. Uh -huh. um, yeah, Houston was a one. Texas was a two. Yep. Uh, West Virginia was a nine. Uh -huh. Okay, keep going. That's quite the keep road going. trip. That West Virginia to open up the February slate. Yep. At Oklahoma, they didn't make the tournament. Oh, oh yeah, they six. stink. They didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Kansas, Just kidding. Kansas State. Three. They had a nice little run, didn't they? On February 10th in Provo. Then BYU with UCF on February 3rd. At Oklahoma State on February 17th. A couple of more teams that did not First make the tournament. Out. Yep. Baylor Three. in Provo on February 20th. At Kansas State. Three. At Kansas One. on February 27th, then home to TCU at Iowa Six. State. <laughs> Six. And Oklahoma State rounds Just out the out. Big 12 schedule. Oh, my gosh. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay. Let's talk about some stuff here. Okay, yeah. What, what stands out to you besides all of the returning okay. NCAA tournament teams? So you add in five-seed San Diego State, who went to the NCAA uh, March Madness Championship game. 11 seed Arizona State, and then BYU wins that, and NC State wins, or or NC State loses, BYU loses. You could play NC State, who was in 11 as well. So there are 10 and a half teams that made the NCAA tournament. Nine were single digit seeds, eight were top six seeds. And then you look at the sort of composition of the schedule, Spence. Yep. There is certainly a tough stretch once you play Texas Tech Saturday, January 20th. Then you host Houston um, and and Texas at West Virginia, at Oklahoma, Kansas State. That's a really tough stretch. No easy yeah. ones in conference. You certainly look at like a UCF as like, okay, BYU and UCF. They're, they're looking at the schedule going, oh, BYU, those are a couple of wins. BYU's looking at UCF going, hey, we got to get those. So that, there's not a game off in this situation. There really is not. But it's going to be exciting because every game matters. It's a Saturday-Tuesday format for the most part. Uh, BYU is going to play 10 Saturdays. They're going to play seven Tuesdays. And on an and you got one Wednesday as well. You got three afternoon games. Last afternoon home game for BYU, I was told this morning, was back in 2011 against Baylor. Uh, also a Big 12 team. My sister got married that day. I missed that game. But was I watching my phone of while were. we were taking pictures outside the were. Salt Lake Temple? I was. So, yeah, this is exciting. 13 of the 18 are on ESPN+. Plus. If you don't have it already, you're going to need it for uh, at least men's basketball, let alone everything else that we're doing there. So uh, it's, it's exciting, man, but it's certainly uh, overbearing, and BYU is do doing everything it can to put itself in position to be interesting come March for the NCAA tournament with this schedule. Quality of schedule, not going to be an issue for sure. Yeah. The amount Saturday, of wins, yes. The Saturday afternoon tip-off against Texas on ESPN or ESPN2, just that one – Especially after hosting Houston on Tuesday night, like that—that's an unbelievable home week for BYU basketball. It's a fun one, man! Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So yeah, just the the qual. I, we we've talked about it ad nauseum. We knew that this, was, this we knew this was going it. to happen. We yeah. knew it, but when you see it laid out, it hits different. In the words of Taylor Swift, it hits different. Okay, nice. this is this is More. unbelievable. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about, you know, some critical and key three-game stretches here in just a moment. But I'm looking at late February when, you, when BYU is hopefully going to be trying to make their resume 
a little more juicy for the selection committee to look at and say, yeah, they've earned it. Have They'll have plenty of opportunity to earn quality wins beginning so on February 20th. So you host Baylor, who awesome. won a national championship a few years ago. Yep. And then BYU's got to go on the road to Kansas State, followed by a road trip to that's, Kansas. That's the Sunflower State trip that's going to be tough. Oh, my gosh. Going, well, and think about it. The Kansas State games have a lot more juice with the Quez Glover thing, Drum Tank's comments. Um, those certainly factor into sort of how that's going to feel out. No bit. question. Yeah. No question. But it, it's here, and it's awesome, and it's also terrifying at the same time. It's real and it's spectacular. <laughs> nice. Topic two. Yesterday, Aaron Roderick addressed the run game on Coordinator's Corner. Here's what he said. Mm. Just achieving uh, some balance on the early downs. You know, we're, we're getting into too many third and long situations. And, um, you know, again, talk about turnovers. When you're, in, when you're in a lot of third and longs, that's what defenses want, right? They love to, to bring in their sub packages and blitz you and give you the funky coverage that they practiced all week for, you know. But when you're in third and two, third and three, you know, third and one, those situations, now it's adva advantage to the offense. And so we need to have some success running the ball in early downs. Um, and so, you know, that would be just, that'd be a start. Not even, not even talking about explosive runs or long touchdown runs right now. Just need to get some consistency at some early down run plays. And we're mainly talking about getting four yards on first down. That, that would be a success rate, right? So do you believe the run game will get going at some point? Yes, just not this week against one of the best defensive lines in the entire conference. It is not happening this week. Dante Corleone is a monster. In fact, Aaron Roderick mentioned him on Coordinator's Corner yeah. by name yesterday. He said, I, I don't know exactly how to say his last name, Corleone, Corleone. We spoke with Dante, Big 12 Media Days. The Godfather. That dude is locked in, and that defensive line is, speaking of real and spectacular, that defensive line is seriously one of the best Juwan, in the Big 12. Jawan Briggs is as good of a defensive end as you could have. And oh, by the way, Corleone leads the team in sacks and tackles for loss as a D tackle. It's unbelievable. He's not an end, he's a tackle. This is not the week to get the run game going. I'm sorry. It, it's BYU, not. BYU's going to have to chuck it. They're going to have to chuck it. But Aaron was really good about um, you know, what they need to do in the passing game some more. In fact, let's listen to what he said about uh, what, what they need to do in terms of passing. Uh, the other part of the problem is we don't want to throw 51 passes. You know, we'd like to be 35-40 and, and get some more production out of our run game. And um, we just it got to a situation where we were struggling to run the ball, and so we had to throw it 51 times. And um, if you throw 51 passes, there's a good chance there's going to be an interception or two in there somewhere. You know, that's why we'd rather get more balance going with our run game yeah. and our passing game, complementing each other. And then uh, that's a formula for being able to take better care of the football. Remember when BYU ran 57 total plays against Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they threw the ball 51 times. Completed minimal passes, right? What was it, 14, 13 or something from Keaton Slovis? Like, it doesn't require, well, wait, that's what we always did in the no. 80s and 90s. There was at least some semblance of run game to complement that. Slash, it's a different era. Like, Ty Detmer could throw four touchdown passes and two interceptions, and you did not bat an eye. It did not cost BYU in the same way. Because they were like, yeah, we're going to put up 45 and outscore them 45-38 or whatever. Yeah. In, in, in this era of, of BYU football, I don't know if you guys knew this, but BYU's not playing New Mexico and Wyoming anymore. Um, they are playing. Oh, they're playing Wyoming quality, next year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Why play G5 road games? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. I know that Alabama went to USF. 
this year. But like maybe once in a blue moon and it's never Utah State or Boise State, but that's just me. <laughs> What's the point of or that? Or Wyoming? You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, yes, Aaron Aaron knows what he's talking about. He's the OC. He knows way more than me. But like 51 passes is going to lend itself oh, to a weird bounce here or there. And so BYU has to figure out some kind of run game. I don't need them to run for 100 yards this week, but I need timely runs where if it's third and one that you convert. If it's – what is a third and one? I don't even remember what that looks like for BYU because – A third you, and four, Jerem. Give a, me third and four. A third and manageable, right? Um, and, and maybe it is uh, shallow crosses and underneath and hitches. And like Blaine Fowler was saying on the post game, which is there are ways that you can make simple throws, screens, that – to alleviate some of this. And this week, BYU's going to have to figure it out against a really good defense. Yeah, well, and you bring up the short passing games. Like, wow, well, yeah. Cody Epps will get back. Yeah, that'll help. I don't think Cody's going to play. When is Cody going to play? Based on my conversation and the response I got from Aaron Rodgers yesterday, yeah. I'm led to believe that we will not see Cody Epps in a game until after the bye week. Like, I don't think he's going to play against Cincinnati. That's a bummer. Stinks. Parker Kingston doesn't sound like he's going to play either. Yeah, Parker should be cleared, we learned yesterday from Aaron. But if he hasn't practiced all week... Like, that's they, tough to throw in a want, freshman. Yeah, they want who a hasn't player practiced. to practice. Exactly. Unless your name's Jaron Hall against Notre Dame. Now, the good then news you don't is have to Dom Henry was a guy who was getting a lot of attention in training camp. Dom Henry was nicked up. He's finally healthy. So maybe, maybe he's the guy that we see take the place of Cody Epps and Parker Kingston. But still, that's a lot to ask like, like, a young guy to step in and like, or, hey. No, don't ask him to do that. Like, just ask Darius and Chase and Keanu and Isaac Rex and Keelan Marin to do more. That, that'd be fine. Darius Lasseter, good player. Keelan Marin, we have not seen him. We've seen him in yeah. moments. Keelan uh, was Chase Aaron's Roberts. offensive player of the week. Yeah. The 37-yard grab was tremendous. Uh, he scored blo- on a, the jet sweep touchdown. Yep. He's blocking really effectively downfield. So, there, there are ways to get around this. But one of those things includes taking care of the ball. Like, if BYU takes care of the ball against Cincinnati, I like their chances. Because Cincinnati put up some crazy – scored nine touchdowns against Eastern Kentucky. But guess what? Eastern Kentucky ain't BYU. You're coming west. BYU's won both games, granted, a 15 and 16 against this this group that's much improved. It's a program that has a lot of pride having made the college football playoff and a New Year's Six a couple of years ago. Huge game for BYU. Got to show up. Cincinnati's running backs run a lot like – uh, number six did for Kansas, Highshaw, that big physical back, not Devin Neal, but their yeah. physical. That's kind of how Cincinnati wants to play this game. They want to make they it ugly. Run they want the to be ball, super physical. Good defense. I don't think they're as good as Kansas' running back per se, but they'll run not, that style. Not on offense, no, but but they have run effectively. Like four different guys have run for 100 yards, including Emory Jones, former. Okay, he's a Florida guy, Arizona State guy. Yeah. He's like Keaton Slovis, third P5 Third uh, conference, right? Experienced guy, super athletic. He's going to run more than Jalen Daniels did. And so that's something this defense has to watch out for, too. And will Ben Bywater be there? That's a concern for me. Ben's such a big playmaker on that side of the ball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the injuries are a totally separate was a shoulder with Ben? Yeah. yeah. And it might be the same shoulder that he had surgically repaired last year. We don't know the details well, of that. Right. But, but, I mean, from the first glance, he's grabbing that same shoulder yeah. when he came off the field. Not good. So, hopefully he can get back. If not, BYU's now having their depth tested and against a very, very solid Cincinnati team, especially on defense. All right, our question of the day as we begin a two for Tuesday. We've got two for the price of one on this two for Tuesday. We'll start with basketball. What's the toughest three-game stretch for BYU men's hoops in their first ever Big 12 slate? Cougar Stats on X answers 
Baylor, and he agrees with me, at Kansas State, at Kansas. Mm-hmm. That, That's that stretch in late February is wildly difficult. Oh, my gosh. Hey, go, go, go surprise some people. That's, that's what's going to happen this year. I want you to read this next one just because of the name. The Holy Cougatay. Yes. On X. <laughs> Iowa State, Oklahoma State, game one of the Big 12 tournament. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I, I like that, but you are missing uh, Oklahoma as the regular season finale. Yeah, I feel like BYU has a chance to win a couple of those games in that three-game stretch. Now, I'm looking at Baylor at Kansas State at Kansas, and if yep. BYU doesn't win any of those, I'm like, Okay, well, they're not going to be favored in any of those three. No, most what, likely. Well, let's be honest. What game is BYU going to be favored in in the Big 12? Cincinnati at home to right? open. A handful. UCF at home. It's not about whether you're favored. It's about whether you can produce enough to be interesting in the NCAA tournament. And this, this group is going to hopefully figure out a way to do that because the, cha- yeah. the, the schedule will not be a question for the first time in BYU history. Like, the committee won't be like, well, do they have enough quad one, two? Yeah. Ah, too many almost the beauty they win enough yes the beauty of the schedule to go along with your point is if you make the ncaa tournament you one million percent earned it yes (laughs) you earned it and and can you approximate like i don't know even a 40 percent win rate there would be amazing which this is a big challenge but BYU's known about it for two years and they've been prepared i think that they're yes i know they're excited they get they're excited about the opportunity to earn this and they're the only ones that are excited go Our second question on this two for Tuesday, Yeah. BYU football on topic. Do you want Keaton Slovis, based on the conversation we just had about the run game and what we brought up with Aaron Roderick, do you want Keaton Slovis and the BYU offense to throw 40-plus times a game moving forward? Basically, do you want them to continue to try and run the ball the same, in the same way, a different way, I don't know, or just throw it more? Pass to set up the run. This is what we're getting at. Well, this is old this BYU. This is what we're getting at. Thomas Gordon on X says, ideally, no. But the fact that Keaton threw 50-plus times and BYU still almost won makes me confident in BYU's improving passing game. Yeah. But BYU still needs to figure out the run because I don't want that pressure on Keaton and the receivers every single game. Well, part of the reason you throw so much is you're behind. That if you throw a ton, either Mike Leach coaches your team, may he rest in peace, or you were behind or your run game stinks. So typically it's not good, right? Two of those three reasons are not good. The good reason would be Mike Leach was coaching your team. You know what? You know what? It was a crazy thought I had this morning. Man, if BYU can just run for like kind 80, of no. like 80 yards against Cincinnati, that's pretty good. 80 would be good. Oh my gosh! If you missed Aaron <laughs> Roderick, Jay Hill, and yesterday's coordinator, coordinator's corner, yes, it is on demand on the BYU TV app or BYUSN.com. They're so insightful. They open up. They tell you stuff on that show. Up next, we'll break down BYU's men's basketball schedule in the inaugural Big 12 season with assistant coach Nick Robinson and sharpshooter Spencer Johnson. This is BYU Sports Nation. Did you know he shot like 46% for three last year? Yes, and he just won. I told him it's all in the wrist. wrist. They want me to miss, but that's a wish. wish. If I don't take the shot, it's an assist. assist. But either way, go, boy, that's a swish. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You saw, you saw the sharpshooter, Spencer Johnson? I did. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Shot almost 50% from the three-point line last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Studio B. Uh, along with another sharpshooter once upon Sharp a shooter. time, yep. Nick Robinson. Nick, Nick's still out there practicing, Oh, man. let's go, man. You still got it, Nick? Every now and again. Are you the best shooter on the staff right now? No. Who's the best shooter on the staff? I'd say Cody Feeger's probably Cody's the best still shooter. The guy. Cody Feeger is the greatest pickup shooter I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I haven't played at the level you guys have played, but I was like, 
Does everyone shoot 70% from three? <laughs> exactly. It's unbelievable. Well, he only runs three-point line to three-point <laughs> <laughs> No defense. Three-point line to three-point line. He's a specialist. I love this. Uh, we were just talking about how excited we are that the Big 12 schedule is finally out. We knew the opponents. Yeah. Like We knew BYU was going to play, but we didn't know the dates and the order of said opponents. Now that it's out, it's just really exciting. Um, and... I mean, Nick, when you first saw it and you saw the rundown and the, and the layout, what was your first reaction to that? So my first thought was how many of these teams played in the NCAA tournament last <laughs> year? And 11 of our 18 right games, 11 of those teams were in the NCAA tournament last year. He just brought up the seeds of all of those teams as we went through the schedule. Yeah, right. Great. And so then, it, then at that point, it's like, okay, which teams are preseason ranked right now in the top 25? And four of the teams are. Five of those teams, right, will play. And three of those games are going to be in the Marriott Center. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yes. I love that. Excuse okay. <laughs> so you went, you went to the idea of the Marriott Center magic where you host those big-time opponents. That's, that's, see, that, I'm with you. That is super exciting that they're going to be in pro. There's going to be a couple games where they just don't know what hit them in terms of the atmosphere. And then, Spencer, you guys feed off of that. Oh, yeah. We saw that in games. We've seen that in games forever. <laughs> But what are you most excited about with this scheduling opportunity? Because obviously the competition goes way up. For sure. Yeah, the competition goes way up. It's like, I mean, you guys have obviously been here when we play like a Gonzaga or St. Mary's. But it's going to be like that every game. The Marriott Center is going to be full. The crowd's going to be rocking. And we have the best fans. So it's going to be a, a crazy, fun atmosphere and crazy, fun year. Have you seen the uniforms with the Big 12 logo on them yet? Um, yes. How, what? We have to try them on. Yeah. What did you think when you saw that for the super first time? Super clean. Super yeah. clean. It's, just, it's an exciting, like, again, I keep using the word exciting, but that's what it is. Um, it's, it's new, it's fresh, and it opens up against Cincinnati in early January. Um, I, I know you got to get through the non-conference, Nick, but how do you feel about a home game to open up Big 12 play. You know, I think it's a great opportunity, not just for us, right, but for our fans. Um, I mean, the Big 12 anticipation has been going on all summer, right? You think about that uh, the season tickets, right, didn't even get opened up to the public, right, that it just sold out, right, which is fantastic. Rock Nation's been in full force all fall, and we know they're going to be super excited come January 6th when we open up against Cincinnati. It's going to be awesome, man. Uh, what do you, Spence, what do you think of the Tuesday-Saturday format? There's one Wednesday thrown in there, but mm-hmm. Tuesday-Saturday. That's a little different. In the WCC, it was always a Thursday-Saturday. Um, so when we would travel, it would be like, hey, we're going to play Thursday, then we'll fly to our next place on Friday, and then we'll play on Saturday. So I'm not sure quite how the travel is going to be, but um, definitely a different format for us. Yeah, Coach, how, does, how do the logistics of that work? Because BYU obviously doesn't practice on Sunday, so you'll have – when you have a Tuesday game, you have a Monday to go all in um, following a Saturday game. So how, how is that going to work? Yeah, so like Spencer said, you know, for us it's been Thursday, Saturday, and we almost view it as a staff as now as a Saturday, Tuesday, right? So from a travel perspective, we'll travel like we always have. It's really the time zones, right, that'll be a little bit new, unique, as well as some of the afternoon Saturday games that we'll have. But yes, we'll have to manage, right, not playing or practicing on Sunday, right, in preparation for a Tuesday game. And I assume there's only two times where you go out and stay out for that second game, right, where it's a Saturday and Tuesday on the road. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean, logistically, we'll still work out some of those details. Um, but, th- you know, that's, you know, the anticipation is there will be, uh, you know, two trips where we'll have to stay out. 
Yeah, and, and in the past, it was every road trip. That's you correct. You were going out Wednesday, and you would come home yep. Saturday night or Sunday, right? Yeah. So I guess it's a little tighter that way. Yeah. Spencer, how do you feel about the prospect of playing at Kansas in Fog Allen Fieldhouse? Um, I was talking to a bunch of people before the season even started, before we even knew the schedule. And this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as a player, you know. You can, I'm sure you can go and watch some games there, but as a player getting to come back for my senior year, being like, we're going to go play at Kansas. Incredible. Which senior year are you talking about again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this year. Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> How do you, uh, by the way, you guys uh, quietly oh, started practice yesterday for the yeah. first time, which was awesome. How were the first uh, two practices? It went really well. Really well. We we started uh, at 6 a.m. So that's um, a tradition. Yeah, it is. That's what you guys do? It's an early one, um, but it went really, really well. Guys were competitive, and then um, our second practice later in that afternoon was was also competitive, and just keep it rolling. Coach, what are you seeing from your team that makes you feel like these guys are ready for what Cody Feger called the mental warfare of the Big 12? Yeah, one of the things that's really interesting is we're a year older, right? We've got great leadership right amongst our guys right now. And the effort and the competitiveness has been fantastic, right, from this summer, right? Ten practices before the foreign tour, guys really bonded. We came back and didn't lose any of that competitive spirit. So that's been really exciting. People were excited about this roster. Spencer, uh, late ad with Marcus Adams Jr., of course. How does he look in practice? Um, he's been good. He... Um you know, is a great addition to our team. He's been gelling really well with the guys, and we're excited to have him here. Who has surprised you, Spencer, of your teammates from their off-season workouts, the way they showed up at practice? Like, who, who is the guy you're like, whoa, you got better? Um, I've personally been really impressed with Jackson. He, uh, I know that last year it seemed like, you know, he would have a really, really good game, and then he would kind of have, you know, it, was, it kind of felt like a roller coaster for him. Yeah. Um, and he's been a lot, he's been really consistent, he's been aggressive in shooting the ball, and um, I've been super impressed with him. In terms of point guard, um, is it is it Dallin, obviously, and then Trey, and then is, is Jackson playing a little point as well, Nick? Yes, we've seen uh, multiple guys play at the point guard position. Uh, Spence will roll out there every now and again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but for us right now, uh, you know, the ability that we're going to be able to play with pace, right, and space really is relying on everybody on the floor being a point guard. Is that uh, an emphasis or, or new this year that you want a little more pace with the offense, or was that the same thing as last year? Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty consistent, okay. right, under Coach Pope's tenure. Uh, but again, like, we have the ball in our bigs' hands at times where they need to be in a point guard mentality and make great decisions, right? Our wings, our point guard, again, everybody on the floor has got to do a great job of making great decisions, especially when we head into the Big 12. Yeah. Ali Khalifa with the ball in his hand at the top of the key is going to be something new this year, and he is an unbelievable passer. Unbelievable. It's going to crazy, be fun to watch. Crazy right? passer. He, he hit Jackson on a back cut yesterday. Um, he had the ball at the top of the key, and he was, like, looking to his right, and Jackson back cut left, and he was just like, <laughs> like for the easiest layup in the little world. little no-look dime from, hey, you know, yeah, your it was, center. It was nice. He's such a good passer. It's crazy. I love that. Yeah. Okay, we'll finish with this. I love the managing expectations conversation because, as you both know and as we've discussed here at length, it's going to be a massive uptick game to game. Um, and Coach Pope, to his, I heard him talk to a, a group of boosters, and I loved this, the example he gave. He said he gave Iowa State as an example. He's like, Iowa State, okay, 
They went 7-11 and 11 last year in the Big 12 Conference. Had, they were four games under 500 and were a six seed in the tournament. Um, and that, that kind of puts things in perspective. So how do you guys manage those expectations? Um, because clearly they're, this is basketball. A lot of games, they're going to be wins and losses. How do you both go into handling them and managing expectations in this tough of a conference as you battle to get back in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, for us, right, we understand, right, the level of competition that is coming our way, right? And so for us, you know, Coach Pope has been talking about every single day matters, right? We just had the conversation yesterday that one stop, right, really, really matters depending on what game you're playing and what situation you're in. So for us, the expectation is to come out and compete, right, every single day in practice so it'll prepare us, right, as we head into the Big 12. It's super exciting. But we also expect, right, Cougar Nation and Rock Nate, right, to everybody to show out because this is one of the most exciting, right, opportunities that BYU basketball over an entire conference has had, right, to be able to have top 25 teams preseason ranked who knows how many will be in the top 25 when we get there to come into the Merritt Center is super exciting well said Spencer anything you want to add to that as we yeah. close out <laughs> let's uh let's go get a go compete and have a crazy fun year man Cincinnati Amen. on January 6th the Bearcats are walking into a hornet's nest I, I don't think the Big 12 understands how big the Merritt Center is like how loud the Merritt I'm Center excited is. for them it's to find out awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for them to find out. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Good luck with practice. Okay, after further review, recaps the Kansas game, breaks down the film on uh, Cincinnati coming up Friday night. Oh, it's a night game. BYU pretty good at night. Indeed. 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. 19 and 3 since 2019? 25 and 3, Spence. Oh, 25 and 3. 25 and 3, 6 p.m. or later. You know who else wins a lot? BYU women's soccer, and they just yeah. beat Texas. BYU own Texas? This <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. The state is pretty big. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Oh, we took out threads out of the uh, script here. That was a good decision. That was the proper decision, whoever made Breaking that. Breaking news. <laughs> no more threads. <laughs> we don't care about threads. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out today's headlines. You are you getting ready for Cincinnati Friday? Yesterday, head coach Klein Stocky told the media why he is still confident the run game is going to get going. Yep, it's all fixable. I mean, that, that's the probably uh, hard, hard to answer in 30 seconds, but it's all fixable, and we're working on getting that done. And then that's... Uh, the proof will be in what, what we do on Friday. So that the, the um, that will be the attempt. And then and I know that we have coaches that have coached uh, a lot of yards run before and, and players that can do it too. So uh, there shouldn't be any reason why we can't do what we want on Friday night. Proof's in the pudding, Spence. BYU hosts its first Big 12 home game Friday night. Pre-game 80 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Ready. Give me 80 to 100 rushing yards and BYU's got a great chance. I can't believe I just that, said that. That many, huh? Yep. Puka Nakua, five catches, 72 yards. Some dazzling catches in those five. In a Rams 19-16 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, Puka up to 338 receiving yards through three games, second most in NFL history through his first three games, 30 catches. Just, it's been a wild start to the season for Puka. Number six, BYU women's soccer beat number 14, Texas, 3-2 in Austin last night. Thanks to goals from Ellie Walbrook, Olivia Gatoa, Wade Katoa and this game winner from Aaron Bailey in the 84th minute. 
wide. This one centered in front, off the foot of Bailey and into the net. BYU goes up by one with less than seven to play. I love hearing the oh no from the analyst <laughs> on the Longhorn Network. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. we, we uh, try and avoid that on our uh, the Cougars. <laughs> we rarely do games now uh, on this uh, channel. Cougars are 2-0-1 two and uh, two oh in league play with seven points, tied for fourth. BYU hosts Cincinnati Thursday night. Men's basketball in the Big 12 schedule. Just talked to Nick Robinson and Spencer Johnson. Released this morning, BYU will open conference play hosting Cincinnati on January 6th and at Baylor on the 9th. Other notable games include home game to Texas. January 27th, and at Kansas on February 27th. BYU rounds out Big 12 play when they host Oklahoma State on March 9th. Cougars will play 13 games on ESPN+. Where's LMU and Pacific? Said no one. The women's hoops Big 12 schedule was also released this Pacific's morning. Pacific's not traveling. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> BYU opens Big 12 play at TCU December 30th for hosting Oklahoma. January 3rd. No one says it like that. BYU rounds out Big 12 play against Shaley Gonzalez in Texas and Austin on March 2nd. We will talk women's hoops coming up in the next segment. BYU women's volleyball up one spot in the latest ABCA poll to number nine. Makes them the hey. highest ranked Big 12 team. Well, they swept two ranked teams last week in Baylor and Houston. Up next, a trip to Austin for two back-to-back -back nights against 10th ranked Texas. B big time. And BYU's a higher ranked team. Let's go. Get a split. BYU men's golf set the William H. Tucker Intercollegiate in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Cougars off to a hot start today, shooting five under. So far, climbing from eighth to third. Zach Jones is leading BYU, shooting four under so far, tied for 15th. Those are the headlines. Now, some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Ramp is run by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Yesterday in the Salt Lake Tribune, the winningest coach in BYU women's hoops history, Jeff Judkins, was featured in an article quoted in it saying, I think the administration felt like it was a good time to try if I was going to retire to get somebody there before the Big 12. Get somebody established a little bit. I don't think you're ever ready for retirement, among many other quotes. What do you make of the quote in that article? That Juddy wasn't ready to leave BYU. Clearly no. And that stinks because we love Jeff Judkins and everything he did for this program. So it just it's a tough scenario any way you look at it. And I, I hate that it had to end that way for Jeff. It's a little awkward still, frankly, um, because we like Jeff and we like Brigham. And now he's at, at his Utah. alma mater at Utah. And now they will play against each other this year and, and next year in, we assume, twice in Lincoln. So it's, it's kind of a weird ending there, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, uh, fun, but weird at times. Uh, BYU football clinics talk. They play some really fun games. It's fun to watch. Uh, among the great information you get on that show, tonight, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Chase Roberts in the house. Up next, we've talked about the men's basketball schedule at length. Let's uh, do the same with women's basketball, and even better with the head coach, Amber Whiting, and one of her veteran stars, Kaylee Smiler, in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Smiler, jump shot is good, and a big bucket for BYU. Now, Smiler can really hit some shots. Oh, what a tough shot! BYU really looking to push. Get BYU back in front. The putback is good, and a big bucket for BYU. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. 
We've waited long enough because the Big 12 women's basketball schedule is also out yeah, for all baby. to see and contemplate. In fact, let's get right to it and look at the rundown for BYU, which begins on December 30th at TCU, followed by the Big 12 home opener against the team BYU faced last year, Oklahoma. Last back two in the years. Marriott yeah, th three years in a row. Let's go. Iowa State then at Houston on January 10th. Cincinnati and Oklahoma State follow those games. As we move into the latter part of January, Texas Tech at home at Kansas State, and then a date with the Kansas Jayhawks on the last day of January. Into February, as we push towards what BYU believes will be an NCAA tournament appearance. Let's go, baby. West Virginia visits the Marriott Center, as does Baylor. Then at Cincinnati on February 10th, at UCF, that's a tough stretch right there. A lot of travel right there. Cincy and UCF back-to-back. -back. Kansas and TCU will visit the Marriott Center on February 17th and February 21st. And then at Iowa State, home to Houston. And how about the finale, Jeremy? Hey, Shaley Gonzalez. Welcome at back. That'll Texas. Be fun. Yep. March basketball with drama at Texas facing former BYU great Shaley Gonzalez. Would have liked to have had Texas at home, but that's okay. Well, as it works out, we have... Amber Whiting, the head coach of BYU Women's Basketball, and one of her outstanding veteran players, Kaylee Smiler, with us in Studio B. Welcome. What's up? How are we doing? Good. Good. You, you've had a chance to look at the schedule longer than we have. Yeah, we've okay. just had the game set, not the dates, but the games for a while. How are you feeling about it overall? You I'm see, excited. No, I'm excited. We know it's going to be tough. We know, but they've been working their butts off all summer for that. Does that make sense? So it's like... We knew it was coming. It's a gauntlet, and that's why we signed up for this. Right? Kayla, what do you think when you see that schedule? And Wednesday basketball and Saturdays will be a big thing now. Um, it makes me really excited. As Ember said, like we've been working all summer, the teams together. We know the schedule. We're not scared, and we're ready to go for it. What's different about this team, this go-around for you, Kayla? You've been around a lot of different squads. You've had multiple head coaches. You've had a lot of different rosters. So what's, what's unique about this team as you prepare for this schedule? Um, what's unique about this team? We have a ton of new recruits that have come in. They're awesome. Um, something that I love that's maybe not new, unique but has been brought back is really well chemistry on the court as well as off the court. So our girls get along together throughout the whole summer. We went on an amazing trip mm -hmm. to Europe. So all the team bonding, it's going to show on the court as well. I love that as prep for the Big 12. I think that's critical. Well, and Kaylee, did, did you go on one as a freshman? You've been here long enough to yeah. make you almost got two. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Where'd you go the first, on the first one again? Um, where, where, where did we go? Yeah, on your We went to a trip. ton of places. We went to Italy, Slovenia. No, the first. Did you go on another foreign trip? Yeah, that was it. We went to Europe trip. No, oh, the first time as well. Yep. yep. Two Europe trips for Kaylee Smiler. Be at BYU that long, you can get in two. Okay, um, when you look at this schedule, I think it's really nice that you're never at home more than twice or never on the road more than twice. That's the same with the men. The balance seems to be pretty good. Obviously, like I said, Texas at home would have been nice. But other than that, it seems like it's pretty good given that you're going to play five teams twice, eight teams yeah. once. Do you like how it kind of shakes out in the end no i do and we had when we had our coaches meetings um in texas they actually brought in the logistical scheduler like and he broke it down of how it works mm. and what you know what i mean so he's really really good so you don't see a whole lot of lopsidedness to that um i know when you said this swing of cincinnati yeah like we're gonna go out and stay out because it's uh, they did that once for every single team, so then the travel logistics kind of works a little bit better. At Cincinnati and then at UCF. Mm -hmm. And, of course, BYU doesn't 
practice on Sunday, and so yeah, you travel Sunday, practice Monday. As I said, Monday, anytime there's Tuesday. two time zones, you go out the two days before, mm. and so yeah. Okay, so you you mitigate the problem a little bit or the issue just by staying out there. Mm -hmm. Now, what? How does that work with logistics and homework and handling all that stuff? Like, Kaylee, I mean, that's that's geared for you, but like. You're on a long road trip in the middle of the semester. How do you handle that and kind of the rigors of class and just being gone for essentially a week? Yeah, we're always told to plan ahead. So we have a ton of support with um, mentors. Our professors are amazing at BYU. They understand that we're not only athletes and we're students, and so we get to do both. We'll just grind through it. And it'll work out. Uh, this, this is nothing compared to baseball. Yeah, it's true. Just so we're all on the same page. Those guys <laughs> are going for a, like a new dynamic a for basketball. Full four to six weeks. Yeah, but for hoops, obviously, it's it's more travel. It's not Malibu, but it is a raise in competition. How have you sort of prepared? Because you've been preparing for this schedule, not just this year, but last year and when you got the job, right, during the summer, of, okay, I've got a group that can handle this schedule, and let's get into the NCAA tournament. Um, I really like the, like she said, the chemistry and practice, right? But they get after it and they get after at each other. And we have a guy squad that's come in. And so everything in practice is kind of amped up this year, especially even, I mean, last year. Yeah. But this year, especially. And so I just feel like we know them better. We can push them a little harder and we just really go after it that way. You open up late December. I mean, it's not before Christmas, like it has been in the West coast conference sometimes, but mm -hmm. how do you feel about the, the start date and the at TCU and then back back home to host Oklahoma start for you? Um, I was just telling Spy on the way over, like, there's not one game that we get off, right? Like, right. it's all a grind. And Mark uh, Campbell just took over TCU, and he's brought in some really good recruits. And so there's not one game that you have off. It's just go time. Kaylee, you've been in this fight for a minute. This is a unique challenge in BYU history. W what is it like for this group to prepare for uh, this new venture with the women's basketball program? It's nothing new. You prepare it the same way that we always do. Um, you listen to your coaches, they have a game plan, you trust them, you trust each other, and um, just look with everything with a positive mindset. So we're not afraid to be joining the Big 12 because when you're prepared, you know what the game plan is and what you can do. What do you expect when you see your former longtime teammate Shaylee Gonzalez on the other sideline for Texas in March? <laughs> oh, I miss that girl. Like We, we came in together as freshmen, you know, lived together for two years. I'm really proud of her and the work that she's done. And it's just going to be a fun rivalry to meet up and play against her, and we'll both compete our hardest. She's got some fun uh, posts with, like, Drake and Kevin Durant <laughs> just, like, showing up. You know, hey, there's some benefits there. But, yeah, it's going to be fun to compete. we got to get Post Malone down here from Park City. Yeah, so let's get Post Malone. BYU yeah. women's basketball Post Malone, where you at, dog? Let's Come on, go, Post. Man. Come hang out with BYU. somebody with some face <laughs> tattoos around here. Okay, um, when you look at this group that you've assembled, what is it that they have um, – done to get better and prepare? Because you've recruited really well, you've gone on a foreign trip, you've said they put in the work. Where have you seen growth that you th think we'll start to see on this schedule? Um, I think they have all bought in. And they aren't, like we talked yesterday as a team, no one's bigger than the, anyone next to them in that circle. Um, and so I just feel like, and they're all a little bit more feisty this year, right? Like, and they, Why is that? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It's a good feisty, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they just go at each other and they, they're buying for that starting spot and the minutes and everything else. And so they're not afraid of competition. And that's what I love in every last one of them. Um, and so, yeah, they have all stepped up. And so it's going to be fun to just be able to coach them. And that's on us as a staff that we, we got to do our job now, put them all together, put them 
in the spots that they get to be successful in and that they're most successful, and so hopefully it comes out better. Does any of that feistiness stem from the coach that is with them every day? <laughs> yeah. Are you afraid of Lisa Bart? I love that. John Wardenberg, the opposite of feist. It, yeah. He is he is settled. Uh, yeah, what's what's it like to have John back in the mix here? He's um, a really good sounding board and like kind of like that rock, that steadiness, right? Yeah. Like we might get, I mean, what was it yesterday? I was like, and again, and again on defense, and he's like, okay, that's enough, coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we'll be out there forever if we want to, just because that's the defense side of me, right? Like we're gonna get, do it till we get a stop, and so um, I don't know how long that last group was out, but it was a while and. He's like, okay, let's do something different. That's funny. In football, there's the get back guy. They'll make sure Kalani doesn't wander out on the field. John's mm -hmm. sort of the verbal get back. Maybe, yeah. Coach, maybe. Yes, okay. He keeps me grounded for sure. How's the TikTok game? Because I saw you and Kaylee did one <laughs> over here from Studio A a couple of days ago on the media shoot. How's how's uh, how's that going? That's yep. So what happens every single media day? You make sure you schedule it with every teammate. And I'm like, I hope you're prepared because I'm prepared. <laughs> you told everybody you're you're gonna do it. Yeah, you, you, and you. Yep. Awesome. This Who's time? the choreographer? Are you the main choreographer there? Oh, I never make them up. I just kind of look on TikTok. I'm like, okay, so you take cool. trends. You take yeah. general trends and then yeah. just do them again. Do them better. But yeah. you and your sister <laughs> uh -huh. do something together, right? Yeah, my sister's a hip-hop instructor. So okay, she's like, you're legit. She's, got the she's moves. super legit. Yeah. Too. yeah. Okay. Very All right, Coach, uh, before we break, is there a favorite road trip that you look I mean, is there, is there a place that you're excited to visit more than, than any in, big, in the Big 12? Besides Morgantown? Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just excited for it all because no one's yeah. – and one thing I am excited is, like last year it was like every time we went somewhere, oh, we did this here, we did this here. Yeah. I'm excited to create new memories together as a staff, to create new memories as a team, every single place we go that's new. So that's what I'm excited for. And then you'll be like, yes, I did like that hotel in Ames. I did like that restaurant yes. in Manhattan, Kansas. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> establish it. Yeah. You started that last week in yeah. Lawrence. You're like, Let's okay, go, get the lay of the oh, land. Lawrence, Let's Kansas. Go. I think I'm most happy that there are no Monday games for you. That's, that's no 100%. Monday games. No Monday. 100%. That's a win. Wednesday, <laughs> Saturday. One that's the Tuesday. First, that's the first win. One, no Monday games. No Monday games. Just one Tuesday in there. So hey, great to have both of you here. Super excited about the Big 12 slate. Thank you. And, uh, I mean, I follow, know you know. This is right around the corner. Like, this is. Follow Kaylee on uh, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> Are you on threads, too, still? Or have you <laughs> no, even up on threads? Uh, Dancing's not a thing. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good day. Thank you. Okay, women's soccer, number six. Big win last night over Texas to come back home Thursday night. Number six team in the country, BYU. Nine Eastern against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, it's a little teaser. Yes, for yes. the football game on Friday as well. Pretty cool. Thursday night on Big 12 Now on ESPN. We're on to Cincinnati in multiple sports. With BYU football playing that Friday night game Jerem just mentioned against Cincy, it's time to look back at the top five Friday night games in BYU football history. How's that for a top five Tuesday? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Let's take this conversation to the big board for a top five Tuesday featuring the top five greatest Friday night games in BYU football history. If we miss one, we invite you to join us on social Hit media. Hit us up on us. threads. Let's go. Number five, 2020, BYU at Houston. BYU wins this game 43-26. COVID season, right? BYU's 4-0, number 15 at this point. First offensive play of the game, Dex my boy. Milne to the house, 75 yards, 78 make it. Houston scored the next 23, led 26-14. BYU scored the final 29 of the game. 
The Chiefs play the underhand flip to Mason yes. Wake was awesome. Zach Wilson passed for 404 touchdowns, including Ooh. this beauty in the end. Wilson to Milne. That's taking on a different storyline, but that's a great connection right there. <laughs> Number four, BYU in 2011. Riley Nelson to the rescue. 27-24. This did not go well for much of the game, Jerem. No. Until Riley was yeah. resubmitted into hair. the lineup. That hair. Oh, yeah, the good. flowing locks. Cougars shot 24-13 in the fourth quarter. Nelson off the bench to lead a dramatic comeback win over his former team, Utah State. 96-yard touchdown drive in the final minutes. That Hail Mary to McKay Jacobs and then Marcus Matthews. Tip. Yay! Tip for the win. Number three, UA beats Mississippi State 28-21 in double OT. Taysom Hill in this game, four touchdowns. Tanner Baldry with the game winner. UIO over an SEC team at home. Hey, what do you know? BYU beating the SEC. They do that a lot lately. Number two, BYU trailed this next game 34 to seven. 34 to seven at halftime. I was in the Utah State student section with my friends. In Logan. In Logan. Uh, this game's over, right? BYU scored 10 more points no. than that. BYU scored 28 unanswered in the second half, behind 217 rushing yards from our friend Curtis Brown. Yep. Almost 300 yards passing for Brett Engeman. And then Engelman connecting with Gabe Reed for the game-winning score. BYU, a dramatic comeback in Logan, 35-34. Amazing, but not number one. That would go to Toledo. BYU, 2016. Jamal Williams had an incredible night. BYU record, 286 yards rushing. Tied the record with five rushing touchdowns. Walk-off winner from Rhett Allman from 19 yards to get the win. That is number one. Oh, Jay Swag Daddy, five touchdowns and 286. That's so good. Kareem Hunt in this game as well for Toledo. Yep. Our question of the day, what's the toughest three-game stretch on the BYU men's basketball schedule as they look at the Big 12 Conference? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Dallin Williams on Instagram who says, Houston, Texas, at West Virginia. Hey, you could say any three, and I'd probably agree with Kansas, you. Kansas State, <laughs> and Baylor. How about that three in February? Today's Rise is Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Aaron Bailey keeps scoring goals off the bench in big moments. Got the game winner against Texas. He's been a massive recipient of the BYU Sports Station Karma and is just continuing to be awesome. She's incredible. Great. Super sub. Our thanks to today's guests, Nick, Nick Robinson, Spencer Johnson, Amber Whiting, and Kaylee Smiler. Sorry, Dennis. Ran out of time. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jim Balderson. We'll see you for after further review at 7 Eastern, followed by BYU football at Kalani Satake at 8 Eastern.